You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, good morning, Discovery Church. Welcome to Church at Home. Hey, special shout out to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day. Woohoo! Uh, I'm so excited that you're hanging out with us. If this is your first time joining us, my name's John. I get this amazing opportunity to lead this community that we call Discovery. And I'm excited about the message today because I feel like God has given me the ultimate Father's Day message. Well, I don't know if it's the ultimate, but I know if we allow God to open our hearts, then, man, I think that he could speak through this message. But but like I said, happy Father's Day. Glad that you're hanging out uh, with us this morning. I want to jump straight in to the message this morning. The way I want to do that is, is to start off with, with this idea that there are many titles that God holds throughout Scripture. Have you ever realized that? Like as you read scripture from, from beginning to end, God, God is, is given so many titles of who he, he is, right? We, we find out through scripture that God, one of the titles is he, he's our provider. Uh, he is our protector. He's our guide. He's our leader. And, and, and he's our healer. And so he has all these amazing titles. He's our Lord. He's our king. And all these titles, and, and fast forward to, to Jesus' arrival here on earth, and, and there's this portion in the Gospels where Jesus is about to teach his disciples how to pray. And it's very interesting the title in which he gives God at the beginning of his prayer. Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the Lord's Prayer, Jesus starts the prayer off like this. He says, our Father, our Father. Now, it's very easy to just skim past this and, and or, or to be like, John, what's the big deal? He, but, but, but what I want you to understand and what I really want you to see is that Jesus introducing the disciples how to pray. He could have used any of the titles for God. He could have said, our king who are in heaven or our provider who are in heaven or our protector who are in heaven hallowed be the name he could have used any of god's titles and yet he introduces us to the most intimate title possible because he says our father that then begins to to to, to ask the question why would he choose that title out of all the titles that Jesus could have used to to describe God why would he use our father and here's why I think that that Jesus chose that title out of all the other titles that he could have possibly chose is, is because this in the very purest form of the of the title of father the the, the very God divine God given title of father I believe everything everything falls under the covering of our father here's what i mean i think a father should be a protector a father should be a provider a, a, a father should be a leader and all these things like rather than just using an individual title jesus says our father as if to encompass everything that that God has instituted 
to fall under the covering of a father. And here's where here's where the tension lies, right? Here's where 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 we we get a little kickback when when I say this. Here's here's the tension is because for a lot of you listening, for a lot of us listening or watching, excuse me, our idea, our ideology of father has been distorted. Our idea or our ideology, our perspective, our, our, per, our perception of, of what a father is has become a bit distorted. And so when I say this word father for a lot of us, we're like, yo, John, you don't understand. My father wasn't there. John, hey, hey, the, the whole father thing, you just got to chill because my, my father, like he hurt me. And so for a lot of us, we have this distorted view of this role of father. And here's why it's a big issue. Here's why it's such a big deal that we address the distortion and the mis, uh, misperception of father is because your perception of your earthly father, whether you know it or not, whether you mean to or not, your perception of your earthly father will be reflected to God the Father. I'll say that again. Your perception of your earthly father becomes reflected or modeled or seen towards your God, towards God the Father. And, and this is a big deal because for a lot of you this morning, when, when you think of a, a, a father, you think of, of, of someone that, that wasn't even there. And so if we're taking our earthly father and, and, and mirroring it towards God the Father, some of us, we have a hard time just understanding it and realizing that God is there for us because we, we never had an earthly father that was there. For some of us this, this morning, you, your, your earthly father only affirmed you or showed you affection when you did something right. And like you've modeled this perception to, to, to God the Father and, and you have your, your faith has become driven by doing works and, and by trying to achieve God's, God's favor by doing things for him. For some of you... you your earthly father never provided for you, maybe emotionally, financially. And because of that, you've mirrored this ideology, this, this, this perception to God the Father. And you actually have a hard time when, when I say, hey, God will provide for you. Have faith. Like you, be, Because of, of the earthly father modeled to, the God, to God the Father, you're like, nah, John, that's not how it works. Or you have like this real hard time believing and trusting and having faith in God the Father because your earthly father had modeled something completely different. And so what I want us to do this morning, Father's Day 2020, I want to help bring light and, and, and shine light to the purity of God 
the Father. My, my hopes this morning is that, is that as we look at the text, as we look at Scripture, that I will begin, I, I, like I would be able to, to paint the picture of, of who God the Father really is. So no matter if you had a horrible experience with an earthly father, like you would be able to see God the Father through the purity and, and love of who He really is. And for in order for me to accomplish this, we're going to be looking at the text of the prodigal son. The prodigal son. Now, this was a parable that Jesus had given to his disciples. And before we read the text, what I want you to understand is in this text, the son, the prodigal son, that's me and that's you. And the father is a representation of God the father. And so we're going to read the story. And what we're going to do after that is I want to, uh, out of the story, I want to pull four, four thoughts, four ideas of who God the Father is in hopes that, that, that we, no matter the earthly father again, no matter the type of earthly father we had, that these four things would help us to see the purity and the beauty of God the Father. And so we're going to read uh, this morning in Luke chapter 15. It's going to be a lot of reading, okay? So it's going to be a verse 11, and we're going to go through uh, verse 24. So if you got your Bible or your iPhone, uh, go ahead and uh, pull that up. Luke chapter 15. We're going to start at verse 11. Here we go. Then he said, he being Jesus, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me, that's owned to me. Then he divided his livelihood. Verse 13. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal, prodigal living. When he had spent it all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in, in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of the country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the pigs, the swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. So real uh, brief recap, the son, he goes to his father. He's like, hey, father, I want to do things my own way. Give me my inheritance. Remember, the son is us, God the Father is God, and, and God the Father, He's given us free will. And so He said, okay. He gives His Son the, His inheritance. The Son goes and He spends it all. All of a sudden, He realizes He has nothing. So He finds a job in the countryside feeding the pigs. He, he, as He's feeding the pigs, He's so hungry. He hasn't eaten anything. He begins to look at the, at the pig slop, and He's like, man, like, I'm hungry. I should eat this. Let's keep reading. He says, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in, in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. 
But the father said to his servant, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Verse 23, And bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and, let his, and let's eat and be merry. For this son of mine was dead and now is alive. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. This morning, what I want to do is give you four ideas, four things, four thoughts about God the Father to help us to see clearly who God the Father is. So here's the very first one. God pursues you. God the Father pursues you. In verse 20, it says, When he was a great way off, the Father ran towards him. Now, I want you to see this picture. Like, here is the son. He's like, oh, man, like I've done, I've done it all wrong. And he's about to head back to his father. And the father, he, he's standing on his porch. And he, he's like, is that? And he gets so excited that he sees his son that he doesn't wait for his son to come to him. Check this out. The father pursues the son. Friends, this is such exciting news because what I want you to think about is how filthy the son was at, in this moment in time. Remember the son, he had nothing. He was feeding the pigs, the swine. He was trying, he was contemplating eating their food. So this son, I'd imagine he was filthy. He was coming home to his dad. He, he looked completely different than when he first left. I imagine he had the stench to him that he that he just looked so dirty and yet the father pursued him in his filth. Come on, I want you to understand this morning that no matter how you feel, no matter how you view yourself, no matter your past, that God the Father, He sees beyond your filth, He sees beyond your dirt, and He loves you, and He's pursuing you. He sees you, and He's chasing you. He's running towards you because He loves you. This is so amazing to me this idea remember the son said I'm going to go to my father and I'm going to tell him that I've sinned against him so really this is an act of the son running or coming towards the father this it, it's it's this model of of repentance this idea that that I'm coming to you I've messed up I'm bringing this baggage I'm bringing this filth and the amazing Father pursued him. So the first thing that I want you to understand about God the Father is that he pursues you. The second thing that we see in verse 22 is that God forgives you. Verse 22, remember, it said, uh, the, the Father said, bring out the robe, put it on him, and then he says this, and this is the big deal. He says, and put a ring on it. Hello, Beyonce. I'm <laughs> just kidding. And so he said, he said, bring the rope, but then bring the ring. 
See, the ring in which we see in scripture is, is not just like any type of ring, but most scholars believe it was like the family signet ring, like the family crest ring. And most scholars believe that, that the father uh, giving the son this family ring was a sign of reconciliation or an easier word or way to understand that was a sign of restoration between relationship father and son this idea that the father was like hey i know that you went against what i had for you i know that you went and did your own thing but he handed him this ring and said to him but i forgive you here's what i want you to understand this morning is that god the father forgives you for anything that you've done when we come to him and we say God forgive me he doesn't hold a grudge and so here we, we've seen two things God the Father he pursues us God the Father forgives us here's the third thing God the Father loves us and I love this part right here verse 23 it says, bring the fatted calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. Here's what I want you to see. The father said, hey, bring out the best calf to the very person that just treated me the worst. Think about that. The father said, bring, bring me the fattest calf that we have the best calf that we have and he's and he's saying bring it to me because i'm gonna give it to the person that has treated me the worst this this idea it blows my mind because here here is this son that doesn't deserve the father's love doesn't deserve the best and yet the father still says here here's my best in fact, this reminds me of the very verse, John 3, 16, where it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only son, his best, the best thing that God the Father had, he gave to you and to me. Come on, why did he do that? Because he loves us that much God the Father loves you so much that he was willing to sacrifice his best for you here's the fourth and final thought that that I want us to remember when it comes to God the Father and it's this that he elevates you check out what verse 24 says it says for my son was once dead is now alive he was lost, but now found. What I want you to notice is the contrast that, that of, the, of the father. He's like, my son was dead, but he's now alive. He was lost, but he's now found. See, the good news of, the, of, the, of God the father is that he elevates you from death to life, from lost to found. 
God is always in the business of elevating who you are when you place and put your trust in him. He's lifting you up. Scripture says he's moving you from glory to glory. And it's this idea that he loves you so much that he doesn't want to leave you where you're at. But in fact, he wants to make you better. He wants to change. He wants to, to begin to, to work on, 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 those, on those, those, those issues and those strongholds because he loves you so much. He's elevating you. His love elevates us. Friends, the Father, God the Father, he, he pursues you. He forgives you. He loves you. And he elevates you. See, what I want you to understand this morning as we, as we wrap up is, is the, the importance of us seeing God the Father. So no matter how you view your earthly father, I want you to now to, 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 to begin to see God, God the Father in the purity of how he's established it, that he pursues you, he forgives you, he loves you. And he elevates you. And here, here's in the final thought before I end. Is that this is not only an opportunity for us to see how God the Father is. But it's also an opportunity whether you're a dad, a mom, a son, a daughter, a friend, a co-worker. This also gives an opportunity for us to model this type of person, this type of attributes that God the Father shows us that we show to others. This morning, Father's Day 2020, my heart for you is that you would begin to see God through the beauty of who he is and that you would also begin to model your life after those things. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.